BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Bring spring color inside this season with Bear Premium Plus paint, starting at just $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. Add a pop of blue to your kitchen with the Bear exclusive color Arrowhead Lake or a splash of Amazon jungle to your living room. Bring a cool breeze to your bathroom with sea glass or accent your bedroom with sunrise-inspired colors like coral cloud and dark crimson. Let your creativity bloom this spring with Bare Premium Plus paint starting at just $28.98 a gallon at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Taking a walk. I think that, you know, we're hardwired to be comforted by music or excited by music since the beginning of time. The lyric content is, can be healing as well. We've received so many letters that, that told us that living on a prayer got them through cancer, got them through the death of a family member. On this episode of the Taking a Walk podcast, Buzz interviews one of the most influential figures in music history. This musician is a prolific pop hit maker known for so many songs that have been the soundtrack of our lives. Bon Jovi hits like You Give Love a Bad Name, Aerosmith hits like What It Takes and Crazy. The list goes on and on. Desmond Child is the author of Living on a Prayer, Big Songs, Big Life, and he's next on Taking a Walk. Maestro. Hey, thanks for having me on. Thank you for being on a... uh... A virtual taking a walk, and congratulations on living on a prayer, big songs, big life. Well, thank you. I had some big songs, but actually my life was bigger than my songs. How different was the writing process for you compared to the songwriting process? Well, you know, a song can be written in an hour and a half. This, um, what I call my seven-year jailhouse confession, you know, it took a really long time to, uh, you know, to write because, you know, I've lived a long time. And so I'm I'm going to be, at, I'm actually going to be 70 at the end of the month, which is like really scary. Um, but, um, you know, it, it, it had to be written because, you know, I had to set the record straight on a lot of stuff that, you know, had been out there, you know, sometimes the artists, you know, kind of change the story a little bit. Uh, to suit, the, you know, 
them. Uh, but I had to tell my side of the story, but also take responsibility for a lot of stuff that I didn't do right. And the, my motivation was my sons were getting older, and uh, they're 21 years old now. But uh, when I started the the book, they were they were a lot younger. But still, I wanted to have something that they would remember me by. It's not just daddy with the big checkbook. <laughs> the open checkbook, it's like, wow. <laughs> now they decided, you know, Roman and Neil, they're, they're, they're in their last year at NYU. Now they're deciding to go to law school. So that means the party doesn't stop. <laughs> and they're like, they're not just going to go out and get jobs. They're going to just, like, keep going, keep rocking. <laughs> so, you know, it, it, it's like, okay, as long as you're learning, it's all good. <laughs> Was the process of uh, writing the book therapeutic for you? It, it was because, well, you know what? I don't know. I, it's like I'm do, I've been doing the audio book, and it's like reliving all those stories again. I mean, sometimes I just can't even get through it. Uh, it you know, it was therapeutic in that, but it's also like kicking over a hornet's nest, too. Like, like stuff, you know, starts to hurt again. And then I obsess about it. So I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. It's just like, it's my life and I have to, um, you know, like put it out there. You've been in Nashville a long time. Do you consider yourself an insider now? Because I don't think you were an insider, obviously, at the beginning. Well, you know what? I, I My husband and I got there in, in 92 where we rented a cabin. And then in, by 95, we, we built our own on a hilltop and all that. We call it Broke Backrack Mountain. Um, <laughs> and, um, you know, I've, I'm still an outsider. I mean, even though, you know, we have a lot of friends and all that, people that came like decades after me, you know, are more insider than I am. Because I'm not really in country music. It's just that, you know, we wanted to raise our sons there, uh, Roman and Nero, and, and so, um, you know, we've become part of the community, more like neighbors than, you know, like, like, you know, special people or anything like that. And, uh, you know, we have a beautiful uh, group of friends that we love so much. And um, our sons, you know, all the parents from the schools that our kids went to and all of that. So we love Nashville, but I've never been on the inside. So I'd love to get your reaction to some of the catalog which you have uh, been responsible for. It could take us days to go through it, but I'm just going to pick a couple of artists and songs uh, out. Uh, Let's start with um, this guy named John Bon Jovi, who you've done some work with, uh, like Living on a Prayer. Uh, Describe that experience. Well, when I... When I first worked with them, they had gotten my number from Paul Stanley of Kiss, who recommended me. And I think, you know, I later found out, like, not not so long ago, that their real motivation for writing with me was to try to write some hit songs, let's say, for other artists, because they didn't consider me, like, 100% rock and roll, uh, like they were, I guess. I mean, I mean, they were, like, 22 and 24 at the time. And so um, I got there, and I had a title in my back pocket, You Give Love a Bad Name. And when I pulled it out, literally on a piece of paper and read it, uh, John's face lit up, and I never saw so many teeth. You know, I said, oh, my God. This guy has got it. 
he's got the it factor, and uh, they decided to keep the song for themselves. So then we start, tried writing another song, and that song ended up being Living on a Prayer, the title of my book. Um, and um, John at first didn't want to record the song because he thought it was a bit sentimental and a bit, you know, kind of sad sounding. Uh, but when they got in the studio, um, they rocked it up with their producer, uh, Bob, um, well, it was Bob Rock was the engineer and Bruce Fairburn was the producer and they turned it into a masterpiece. So, you know, I've also had extraordinary luck, you know, cause it, you know, does take luck, you know, not just effort and talent. And I guess I was meant to do all of this because maybe there's a role for me in the world to bring people hope. What was it like working with that shy flower by the name of Joan Jett? Well, you know, first of all, she's got such a presence, you know, it's amazing strength and integrity. And uh, we we got together and... Um, you know, Kenny, her manager, uh, called me and said, I want you to write with Joni, you know, and so um, so I did, and I'm not sure she was that comfortable. And then I had the title again uh, called I Hate Myself for Loving You. And she said, no, I, I don't sing the word love. I said, but you do, and I love rock and roll. I said, she, she said, I, I wore it out. I'm not singing the word love. But, you know, I said, but you also say the word hate. You know, I hate myself for loving you. And, you know, I finally, you know, wore her down and talked her into it. And it's become like her second biggest hit, you know, after I love rock and roll. And it's also the Sunday night football theme. And on top of that, Dolly Parton just recorded it for her Rockstar album featuring Joan Jett. So that song just keeps, keeps you know, it's the gift that keeps on giving. And then, um, since I'm based in Boston, I got to bring up those bad boys from Boston, Aerosmith, who you've done some amazing work with. What was that like? Well, there again, I mean, they didn't want to write with me. I was forced on them by their A&R guy, John Claudner, brilliant, legendary guy. And, um, you know, they flew me to Boston, and then they, the car picked me up and brought me to this big, like, airplane hangar kind of rehearsal space that they were working on. There was a stage built, and there were, like, a hundred guitars on the ground level, you know, just, like, all in stands, ready to go. Sparky, Tiger, Zebra, you know, every, you know, Fenders, Gibsons, every kind of guitar ever, just in case Joe had a kind of hankering for, like, a different sound, right? So when I walked in, I didn't even say a word, but uh, Stephen grabbed me and like we went to like the side of the stage and they were working on this loop, this backward guitar loop that went like and da 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 and then Stephen started singing cruising for the ladies and uh, then they stopped and they said, what do you think of that? And I said, I think that's bad. You know, point blank. And I said, I don't think Van Halen would put that on the B side of the worst record, which I said to be funny, and they didn't laugh. And uh, Joe crossed his arms and kind of leaned way back and looked at me sideways. And then Stephen, you know, who's more like a people pleaser kind of guy, and uh, he said, well, when I first started singing the, the riff I was singing, Dude Looks Like a Lady, I said, stop right there. That's a hit title. And Joe said, well, we don't know what that means, and, you know, we don't want to insult the gay community. I said, dude, I'm gay. 
not insulted, and I dragged them into, you know, that storyline. And what had happened was that Stephen, how he came up with that title, they had gone into a bar on the shore with the roadies and all that, and sitting at this lonely, you know, away off in the corner at this empty bar was this vision of loveliness with a big platinum mullet, porcelain skin, black nails, and bangles and a curvy, you know, figure, and uh, um, all of a sudden she turns around and it's Vince Neal of Motley Crue, and Steven said, ooh, that dude looks like a lady, dude looks like a lady, dude looks like a lady, and it stuck, and that's where the hook came came from, and I said, okay, that's the story we're going to tell, and um, they went along, you know, Joe reluctantly, uh, but it's turned into one of you know, classic for them. And so I'm very, very, um, you know, honored that, you know, that song has stood the test of time. And it was ahead of its time because the second verse goes, Never judge a book by its cover or who you're going to love by your lover. How ahead of its time was that? It's amazing. Oh, my God, I love it. You spent a couple of years... Uh, with Bob Crew, who is known for so many strings of hits from Frankie Valley work to Four Seasons, he's another one we could go on and on with about his catalog. Uh, what lessons did you learn about uh, the art of songwriting from Bob Crew? Before I met Bob Crew, you know, because I was a singer, I'd sit at the piano, bang out some chords, and just mumble some stuff, you know, singing melodies, and then hope that those mumbles sounded like words, and then I'd kind of, like a little bird, take a little string, and then kind of build a nest out of it. But he wouldn't even let me touch the piano unless we had a solid title and a concept. And, and you know, we built everything that we wrote, 38 songs that I wrote with him, um, Everything was built towards paying off the title. That's the correct way. And ever since I learned writing that way, I started having nothing but success. Because you get right to the story. What's this song about? What is it supposed to say? What's the title? And he taught me to write titles that had opposites. You know, like, um, you give love a bad name. You know, love, bad. I hate myself for loving you. How can we be lovers if we can't be friends? Heaven's on fire, you know. And, um, you know, that's, that's how, you know, he taught me to write because just by looking at the title, it would draw in the listener, like, say, oh, well, that's, that sounds like it could be interesting. And then the song gets, gets heard. And that's all it takes if the song's good. Once it's an earworm in somebody's head, then they have to hear it over and over and over again. And that's why I think that my songs have stood the test of time, you know, because, you know, that's the thing. You know, it's like there's techniques. And also he, Bob Crew taught me to write the courses with tight rhymes, like, you know, not off rhymes. Um, and he said, well, maybe it's okay, like, during verses, you can do kind of, like, off rhymes, things that kind of sound alike, but they're not really rhymes. But when it comes to the chorus, it's much easier for a stadium full of people to know what's coming next to be able to sing along to. And if it's not a tight rhyme, they can't memorize it. So that, that's, those are some of the secrets that I reveal in my, in my book, uh, Living on a Prayer, Big Songs, Big Life. We had the great Jimmy Webb on uh, a previous episode of the podcast. I'd like to get your reaction to something he said. He said that 
Improvisation is a bridge to creativity. Your thoughts on that? Well, first of all, I just spent the, the week in Washington, D.C. with Jimmy Webb and his gorgeous wife, Laura Savini. And um, we were there lobbying, you know, for songwriters uh, because of AI and the dangers that are posed to, you know, all creators with AI. And, uh, you know, we want to get in there you know, before they start laying down kind of compulsory rates and things like that, that we don't want. We want people <clears throat> to make us offers if they're going to use us, use our, um, our music to create, you know, their Frankensteins with. Um, so, but, you know, Jimmy Webb is like my idol, you know, he's just the premier, you know, American songwriter. His songs just live forever. And improvisation, well, he's a pianist, you know. And so, you know, I think that's important for him. You know, but like I said, I learned the other way around, you know, the opposite way, which is know what you're going to say and go out and say it. And then everything falls into place after that. So we write, we write kind of with opposite techniques. Well, lastly, um, I want to say to you that we have another podcast we produced, which is called Music Save Me, and it's about the, uh, the healing powers of music. Do you believe music has uh, supernatural healing powers? Well, I do. I think that, you know, we're hardwired to be comforted by music or excited by music since the beginning of time. Um, you know, you can just imagine, you know, the oral history, you know, of stories being told and then embellished upon and made very dramatic by whoever was, uh, was singing it. And, um, you know, because of that, we're hardwired to respond, you know, to, to music. Um, and, you know, I think that there's other, other things that, that happen. The lyric content is, can be healing as well. We've received so many letters that, that told us that living on a prayer got them through cancer, got them through, uh, you know, the death of, you know, a family member. And uh, we once got an extraordinary letter from a young man that said he had had it. He decided he was going to end his life. So he, you know, drove his car like crazy up to the bridge, jumped out of it, left the engine running, the radio's on, and he was leaning to, like, go jump off when Living on a Prayer came on the radio and he said, oh wait, that's my favorite song. So he said, okay, I'll just go and listen to my favorite song and then that'll be the end. So he gets back in the car. By the time it got to the final modulated chorus, the fist in the air chorus, he drove home. And, you know, I think that's a beautiful story. I love it. I want to congratulate you on the book, Desmond Child, and thank you for the many gifts that you have given us. Well, thank you so much, and if, if folks want to follow me, Desmond.Child on Instagram, my links are there, and I even got a skin line called Vita Loca Skin Life, because, you know, celebrities have to have a skin line. And so, you know, the, uh, Brad Pitt has a skin line, you know, so I figured, you know, if he has a skin line, I have to. The only thing is, if you buy his skin line, you end up looking like Brad Pitt. <laughs> I can't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs>
Thank you, my friend. Yeah, but it's fun. It's fun. It was all natural product and all that. And I always loved lotions and potions because I would sneak into my mom's bedroom and open all her little jars and smell them and put them on and all this kind of stuff. So I don't travel anywhere without like like a suitcase just full of all my lotions and potions. Everybody makes fun of me. <laughs> Thanks, Desmond. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. And um, I hope that uh, fans come and visit me and uh, find out all about my music. You're the best. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Taking a Walk with the fascinating story of Desmond Child. Please share this and other episodes of Taking a Walk with your friends and follow Taking a Walk on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, or wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us a review as well. Thanks for listening to Taking a Walk. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity.